Okay, so in the build up to doing this episode of my audiography titled Create Something, so far I've had four entries. The first one was Create Something, talking about what I wanted to do. Number two was my dad. Oh, let me back up. Number two was me talking about my hip hurting and having some physical problems. Number three was my dad. And number four was my mom. And so I decided for number five, I would talk about myself. And I don't say that in a arrogant, honorary vain kind of way I say that in a reflective autobiographical way but the question I kept asking myself was where did I want to start did I want to start from the beginning did I want to bypass some of that and go into a generalized roundabout way you know how, how did I want to approach it so I came to the consensus or to the conclusion I should say that I wanted to start from the beginning and I'm not going to say names for things. I'm just going to give a more uh, broad strokes, if you will. Okay, so, full name, John Batista. I was born on August 7th, 1980, in Clovis, New Mexico. The great state of New Mexico. Now... I was born at the top of the 80s. I was born to my mother when she was very young. My father, to recap, was with my mom for a little bit, but was out and about doing what he did. You know, he, he they were both kids, so I can't blame either of them for the actions that they took. Now... As a child, as a baby, I grew up with my mother in my grandma's house and her friends and family and some, some and her own place at times. But for the most part, I grew up at my grandmother's house. Now, my grandmother's house, it was, of course, my grandmother, my Uncle Benny, my Uncle Peach, my Uncle Ben... My aunts, my Auntie Sarah, my Auntie Angie, my Auntie Michelle, my mother, my grandmother. Eventually, my uh, my cousin Joseph would live there. My cousins, they all lived there from time to time. Like, it didn't matter. At any given time, somebody was staying at my grandma's house. Well, growing up, because of that, I had a strong family base. And and taking care of me. And I saw a multitude of things. I saw 
um, alcoholism, I saw drug abuse, um, I saw many forms of abuse, and I will even go as far as to not going into details of anything, but Tupac had a good line, um, which kind of describes similarities. He says, so-and-so used to touch me, I never told you that, scared what you might do, I couldn't hold you back, kept it deep inside, I didn't let it feel my anger, down for all my homies, no mercy for a stranger. That line, when he said that, really stuck out to me. It really, really stuck out to me because that described my childhood. Um, I didn't let things that happen, for whatever reason, uh, maybe it was, um, uh, I don't even know if this is a word, being naive, okay, I'll rephrase what I'm trying to say, being naive to what was going on, curiosity, um, affection, I don't know, but I didn't let those things as I got older fuel who I was, at least I, I thought. Um, so time passed, we leave my grandma's house. Um, now when my mother, in my previous podcast, I talked about how my mother got married. When we left, um, I was still very young and we moved overseas to England um, and this was the start of me moving around a lot. My whole young life, I was constantly moving around. <laughs> um, I never had a solid base of friends because I wouldn't stay anywhere for too long. So I go overseas to England. I'm going to English schools. I'm taking swimming lessons. You know, I, I'm uh, learning from the British. You know, I'm establishing friends in those schools. And... Um... I was enjoying it, but what ends up happening is my parents, they were arguing a lot, they get divorced, and my mother being young at the time, you know, early 20s, she wasn't ready for that, and me as a kid, I just wanted that stability, which, you know, wasn't going to happen, so we come back to my grandmother's house, and I'm raised there again. And those same trends before as me being a youngster were still coming back around. Um, and I won't go too deep into that, but I'll just leave it at that. Um, but just the same cycle of events, the same cycle of behaviors, the same things that were going on, those same curiosities and, and stuff were still going on. And... And... I noticed that I was always enjoying hang, hanging around my cousins who, them growing up, we all were growing up in broken homes. Like, our fathers were around, but we didn't have too much interactions with them. At least for me and for my, my, my uncles and, my, uh, and, some, and, and some of my cousins. Okay. So, I'm still being raised by them, but then my mother gets married again. And this is, you know, years have passed. We go back to England. Now, by this time, I'm between the ages of 10 
uh, about between I think nine to twelve years old when we lived in England, and at this point I have a a, a base of friends that I know, and um, and I'm growing up with these kids. You know, I start uh, because my mother is married. Now I have that stability of what a family is. We have a nice house. My father, my stepfather, he's in the military. Uh, you know, I'm going to a good school. I have good friends. I'm getting things that I want for Christmas, and you know, things are on the up and up, and it looks it looks good. Well, my stepfather, he um, decides he wants to get out of the military. He's t tired of doing it. Wants to go back to California. So because my parents. Because they were married at the time, we go to California. Now, me still being young, I wasn't too worried. I was like, all right, cool, we get to go to California. I've always wanted to go to California. Because um, all I knew was England and New Mexico. I didn't know anything else other than that. Going there was the eye-opener that what I would soon realize seemed like I was behind. What I was learning in comparison to what was being taught in school... I was behind. Not only that, but I didn't have I didn't have the nice shoes, I didn't have the nice clothes. So I kind of stood out. I really didn't have no style. I kind of stuck out like a sore thumb. Um and and the neighborhood we were living in wasn't the greatest. I mean, we were staying with some relatives that, you know, one of them was really strung out on drugs and it just was a bad environment. And around that area was a lot of gangs. So we moved because my parents bought a house. We moved to the nice side of town. And then I start going to uh, Golden West, which is right next to the base. From there, I'm, I'm still doing good in school. I mean, I know some kids. I'm not really the most popular. You know, I, I've just came into the school. I don't know anybody like how some of the other kids know each other and I'm just trying to find my way now one thing growing up is I love to dance you know back when I was younger doing things like the Roger Rabbit the Running Man the Kid and Play like all those dances were, were cool to me and, and I like I loved hip-hop I didn't really know a lot of hip-hop at well let me back up I didn't know a lot of hip-hop before I got to the States um but by the time I got there, I knew who Cypress Hill was. I knew who Too Short was. Um, and those were artists that I was looking for. And just listening to those tapes, I would listen to them for hours at a time at night. And it started to kind of define some values or some characteristics of me. So, you fast forward to Golden West. I'm there break dancing or, or um, dancing. Then, I meet a group of guys that start break dancing. I'm really into breakdancing. Um, I really like it. It's cool. So I start practicing at my house like every day, all day. I had the linoleum in the garage. Would practice doing uh, doing flares and doing windmill. Try to do windmills. And, and I wasn't the most. I didn't have a lot of upper body strength. So I, I didn't have that flexibility or that dexterity to be able to do that. And I wanted to. But I still could piece together some good moves. Um. So, you know, for the most part, I was hanging with the crowd. I was hanging with the group. Uh, but I still stood out because, you know, I didn't... I had nice clothes, but I didn't have the nice, nice clothes, you know, that everybody else had. The, the nice labels, uh, you know, rocking Nikes and, 
and this dad like I had a just a particular style um which hey I didn't knock I enjoyed it I thought it looked good and um so by the time I get to my you know let me back up before we got the house we were living in an apartment and in the apartment I met my friend I met at that time little I wasn't sure of was my soon to be uh, for many years, my best friend. Now, him and I, the way we met, I'll never, I'll never forget. We were running. I was running around, just kind of spying on them, and they were playing a game, and they started playing hide and seek, and we both had bikes that we were riding on, and we were gonna play a game called chicken. If anybody remembers that, uh, it's where you both ride right at each other and whoever whoever swerves obviously is the chicken so the first time we played it I didn't swerve I, I just stayed going and he swerved out of the way the next time we played it we ran right into each other and that was the start that I remember of us like really clicking together and then we started playing cops and robbers uh, and I, everybody wanted to hide with me because I always knew how to hide. I would always be a robber and I knew where to hide. I'd never get caught. People would always run past me and I'd always make it back safe. So, um, you know, we played those games and then my parents, you know, they got the house and then I started going to Golden West um, because I was going to Vacapina and I was known as being a dancer. Um, you know, kids kind of knew who I was and I knew some kids. So when I got into the other house, this is the eighth grade. I'm still friends with my, I'm still friends with my buddy that I had met, and I would hang out at his house, spend the night. And he he comes from a broken home as well, and his dad, you know, was was a, was heavy into drugs, was a, was a dope dealer, um, was locked up, and we just clicked, we meshed. Like I would stay at his house all the time. So going into ninth grade, I had started the school year, same as the, all the others, was getting decent grades. Well, actually, I was getting really good grades. I was still getting A's and B's, so I was still doing my homework and everything. But this is when the change started to happen in me, started to kind of transition into uh, the curiosity for other things because what I was noticing is my buddy, he was starting to dabble and running around in the streets and you know smoking weed and and I tried it a couple times but I never really inhaled so I thought I thought I was getting high and I actually wasn't I was just putting smoke in my mouth and then blowing it out <laughs> so this is my fresh the towards the end of my freshman year going into my my uh my freshman sophomore summer I remember the last day of school we got out of school early I ran over to my other buddy's house you you know he had a good amount of uh had a good amount of weed on him and I went and bought I bought like for five bucks he hooked me up with like a 20 sack and this was back in the days when you had swag weed man it was like the dirt weed that was coming in from Mexico you know it had a bunch of sticks and stems and seeds and it wasn't the chronic uh so, I go to my buddy's house. We didn't have nothing to smoke. Didn't have no rolling papers or anything. So, me, 
we bu- we bust open a can, and it's my other partner there, my best friend, and me. Poke some holes, put the little bud in there, and we start just getting cherry. Start getting that thing cherry, start hitting it, and this is the first time I it really inhaled. And I got so baked that it was the first time I had ever been high. And... And it's crazy because I don't remember all the times I smoked because I smoked a lot of times. And I can remember quite a few of them. But there's those other times where, you know, I, I, I did it so many times that it became the norm for me. But that first time, I remember being in this kitchen, taking it, coughing, and within 15 minutes, I was laughing uncontrollably. I just could not stop laughing, could not stop laughing. So we put our beanies on, we jumped the fence, we decide to head head down the neighborhood, and we go to one of my buddy's house, and uh, we start smoking again in the backyard because my other buddy is there, and he had a lot of weed at the time. Funny thing is, is his dad was a cop, so we start talking there, getting blazed, and I'm sitting there, and I'm just getting super baked. And re- and again, this is my first time smoking. Um, so I'm just getting super baked. And we finally decide to leave. And, and at this time, my parents would always put, like, a timeline on me that I had to come home. Like, hey, you got to be home no later than this time. It's like, okay. And I had already been gone pretty much all day. Um... Like, I ran to my buddy's house. I just ran straight there right after school. And like I said, we had got out early. So it's about 5 or 6 in the afternoon, and there was a group of dudes that uh, were, were some older heads, you know, from the neighborhood. And they were like, yo, you need a ride? I was like, yeah, man. I was like, I'll smoke with y'all. You'll give me a ride. So we, we twist up two more joints. So by this time, I am so high that I have passed the point of enjoyment. I am now in the realm of paranoia and delusional like I didn't know what was going on so we go they drop me off at at my house and this is my first time smoking I walk in the house and the first thing my mom says to me looks at me are you high and I had no words and she immediately jumps up. Oh my God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call the cops. And me hearing that out of my mom's mouth, I naturally assumed that she was going to, but of course she didn't. But at the time, it was enough to, like I said, I was in paranoid, delusional state. I freaking ran to the bathroom and dumped my whole sack and flushed it down the toilet. And then she was like, "You better go to sleep before I tell your stepdad when he comes home." So I just go to the room and I pass out. And I wake up and I'm still a little bit, you know, out of it, a little incoherent. And I went with him. I think he had a softball game. He asked if I wanted to go. I said, yeah, sure. Um, And then I was good, you know. But that started my spiral going down because from that point, I was trying to smoke all the time. Like, at first, I didn't smoke right away because I was really paranoid about my mom. (laughs) then I was like you know what she ain't gonna call it's all good I just won't I won't come home when I do it and I'll make sure I get visine you know get breath mints and all that stuff so that way she can't tell 
and that's how it started. That's that's what started my my spiral into a whole different world. And and for me, going back a few years, my all my time in school up to that point was good grades. Good grades. Now I, I preach that to my kids, you know, that it's all about good grades. But I tell them the trouble that I used to get into, not because I want them to do it, but because I want them to understand that I wasn't a saint. But they don't come from a broken home. They have both parents that love them. They, they, they have an ideal environment for them to thrive. And they need to thrive. And, and I will tell you the truth. Like I looked at some of my, my, my son's friends right now and they're... You know they're, they're 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 straight A kids. They're the you know they're the they're the good kids, and that's good. That that's who I want my son to hang out with. For lack of better words, you know the nerdy kids, the kids that are in the games. Why? Because they're the ones that will encourage him to excel and to be smarter. And that that's you know what what kids need. And that's not to say that my friend it was a bad influence. We influenced each other because we came from broken homes. We only had our mothers. So without our fathers there, we're teaching each other how to be men. And we're learning our, 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 the, man, the man code in the streets. So, so from that point, I transitioned. And I'm going to stop here. Uh to gather my thoughts and I'll pick it back up for the next part here soon.